Welcome to another episode of Doubtfully Daily Medigo, a short podcast, rarely longer than it needs to be, where I get to discuss whatever happens to be on my mind. And today, it's all about problem solving. A question that a lot of people ask me is how I approach problems, um, because I often tell people that not every problem needs code. And sometimes a lot of problems can be resolved just by looking at them a little differently and then changing how we approach them. So when I'm doing freelance work or if I'm doing something with the day job and we have a new problem that needs to be solved, generally, these are the steps that I go through. And there are five steps. And I try to keep it really simple so that everybody always understands exactly where we are in the process. And the first thing is to identify the problem that needs to be solved or improved. Um, Because a lot of times we do have solutions, it's just, is it the best one? Can we improve it? So to identify the problem, we need to know what, what are the friction points? And I use that word a lot, friction, because it's just a good word when we're trying to separate um, a problem. Because the word problem usually has a lot of negative connotation involved with it, and I don't like to approach things with an, a negative attitude. So if we look at it as a point of friction, then great. How can we reduce friction? How can we put some grease in the wheels, so to speak, in order to make things a little bit easier? And once we've identified that, um, I want to know how is that friction point currently being addressed? And when we can do that, then we can say, okay, we've already sort of got a way to handle this. Is this the best way of doing it? And then that leads into the third item, which is like identifying means to improve on that solution. And if nothing can be improved and something is just hard because it's hard, well, unfortunately, that's the way it's going to be for a little while. Um, But if something can be improved, great, make a list. And then from there, sit with the affected people and discuss the proposed solutions, get some feedback, get some buy-in. Is the proposed solution going to actually work? Is it something that people want to do? And if it is, great. Then you can move on to the final step, which is the minimum viable product, or yeah, the MVP uh, in the trial. It's like, give it a test. Does it actually work? So this is something that I've done with a bunch of my clients uh, and at the day job, but for the moment, I'm just going to talk about a particular instance that I had with one of my clients uh, many, many years ago. This is back when... Um, it was uncommon for people to know where a bus was. And, and now, here in Japan anyways, like you always know where your bus is. You can go online and see that the next bus is going to arrive in three minutes. And guess what? It arrives in three minutes because the buses are sending their GPS telemetry all the time now. But for this particular client, they run a ski resort and they have... Um, a pair of shuttle buses that go between the ski resort and the nearest um, little airport. And because it's a ski resort, the buses are sometimes late because of bad weather. And of course, it's in the mountains, you're surrounded by snow, of course, there's going to be bad weather. And so what the ski lodge needed, and what the, the, the guests needed was to know where is the bus? Am I going to wait a long time? And things of that sort, they needed to have this information. And so that was, the, that was the problem that needed to be solved. Where's the bus? And then from there, like, how was that issue currently being resolved? And, and the, what the company was doing was this. Every 30 minutes, somebody at the office in the company would call the bus drivers and say, where are you? 
and then the bus driver would say, well, I'm on the highway over by exit number 55, and I should be at the station or at the airport in 25 minutes because traffic is pretty light today. Something like that. And they would do this every half hour. Does that work? Absolutely. But that still means that you need to call the driver. The driver has to answer the phone while he's driving, which is technically illegal in this country and in many other countries. And it was a very manual process. And then what did you do with that information? You wrote it down so that if if a guest called the ski lodge to say, hey, where's the bus? It's 10 minutes late. Then somebody at the phone would have to answer the phone and say, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. The bus is uh, 25 minutes late. It should be there in 15 minutes. That's a very manual process and not a particularly good one at that because it involves too many people, too many steps. And if you have a lot of people calling saying, where's the bus? Then you just run out of phone lines and then people get busy signals and it's just, it's just not good for anybody. And so how could we resolve this? Well, we could resolve this with software. Because at this point in time, this was, I think, 2012 when I was doing this, um, a lot of people had smartphones because after the 311 giant earthquake in Japan, it was after that that everybody went and got a smartphone because um, at the time of 311, the telephone, is, the, the, the telephone infrastructure just fell apart. It could not keep up with the load of everybody making phone calls, calling friends and family to see if everybody's okay. What didn't break, however, was the internet. The internet kept working. And so smartphones would use the internet and everybody just switched over to that almost instantly. Within six months, all the flip phones that Japan has been famous for for 20 years vanished and everybody had either an Android or an iPhone in their hands at all times. So great. These things have GPS devices in them and you can access those through the browser or through applications and things of that sort. Great. That's what we did. And so I built a quick little application, built the back end in order to build an MVP so that the buses, the bus drivers, could every so often tap a button and send their current location to the ski lodge. And then the ski lodge now had a new website which had the location of the buses on the actual website so that this way... A person could be waiting at the airport. The bus is scheduled to arrive at 1.30 in the afternoon. It's now 1.45. There's no bus. Did I miss the bus? Is the bus late? What's going on? Check the website, and it says exactly where the next bus is. And if it's running late, it'll say it's running late. And if buses run early in this country anyways, they stop and wait at the bus stop. They don't keep going like they do in some other countries like Canada. So this resolved a lot of issues. And over time, as um, the company needed more features, they needed more information, and they wanted to make it a less manual process so that the driver could focus on the road rather than pushing a button every half hour, um, we were able to automate this by having an application that ran on the phone in the background to just go and update the bus's location. And then over time, new tools came out so that the bus would then have its own GPS receiver, transceiver with its own 3G and 4G data connection, and it would just send information. But this is how we approached the issue, because we knew what needed to be done. We knew what the problem was, and we saw how it was currently being done, and it was there was just too much friction. It wasn't a good experience. So we said, what are the different options? And the website with the GPS using the smartphones seemed like the most logical solution to get this information. So we discussed it, we planned it, organized it, built it, and people loved it. 
And then from there, we continue to iterate on it by adding new features and things of that sort um, for about four years before the client went with a different product, uh, which had a lot more features than I could offer. But that's neither here nor there. The, prob- the, the, the thing is, we solved the problem. And that's how we need to approach a lot of issues. And not everything needs to be solved with software. Some things can be solved with magnets or sticky sheets or literally standing up and talking to somebody. Um, But at the very least, we need to identify that issue, see how it's currently being addressed, find solutions, discuss them, and try them. And that's really all there is to it.